Hey everyone, John here, coach of Bucks Ballers. Uh, last year was my first year in NBL Fantasy. Uh, really enjoyed the game. Uh, found a, a fantastic community and website and podcasts in Basketball Blokes. Uh, signed up as a Patreon member, Quick Smart, which gave me access to the Discord chat. Uh, and also Banksy's Captains, which was very handy, being a newcomer to the game. But um, yeah, been playing fantasy for quite a while, mainly AFL, uh, for about the last 10, 15 years. I'm pretty, pretty successful in that. And, um, you know, the, the AFL fantasy skills certainly translated well across to NBL fantasy, and I finished uh, 44th overall for the season. Um, yeah, so if you haven't uh, tried NBL fantasy and, and you want to um, have something else to, to do during the off-season of, of the footy, um, give um, give basketball blokes a look and uh, sign up to NBL Fantasy. Cheers. All things Aussie hoops and NBL Fantasy. Three blokes catching up over a can of three. So many things that we cannot wait to see. As McDowell wiped up the keys, Will Soiree is be running threes. After Brisbane said no, Franks, the 36ers said yes, please. They chose a second serve of Randall as United went a sweet. We think Walton's hard to handle. If Doyle rules, they're hard to beat. We love some Tucker. Wardenberger's got the lot. There's no cheese, but there's big sauce, and now Bangers gets the shot. Can a mango pick and roll fill the gorge-sized hole? Or do they need a lift greeter to restore their heart and soul? The Kings can focus on the books, so long as their man Xavier cooks. Will there be Magnet regret? Does R. Kelly fly with Majet? Will Thomas be a tank with Manic and LT? And I do beg your pardon, but we rather like Bradley. Cleveland, this is for you! We want more of the same from 22. G'day listeners, you're back with Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes dribbling all things Aussie Hoops and MPL Fantasy. No Benny for this nightcap tonight, Banksy. So uh, thanks for joining us tonight, mate. Uh, staying up awake, I can see those matchsticks holding up your eyes from closing. Only just, mate. So it's, uh, some, it's a good one. Some time off from the cheat sheet and Benny with a deserved night off. But um, we just watched Brisbane and Cairns and... Brisbane got up by just the one point, seventy-seven to seventy-six in the end. There it was a bit of a, a shootout early. It was a bit of a three-point shootout and a, a little bit of a close finish to give it something at the end there as well. Yeah, that's right. It had a little bit of everything. This game it was a bit of a um, bit of a free-for-all for at least the first half, anyway. So um, good for Brisbane to get the little win in the close one. Uh, but we maybe we'll get started you should consider becoming a Patreon supporter. With prices of $1, 5 and $7 per month, find the level of support that suits you best with no ongoing commitment. Group chat, advanced stats, weekly newsletters, cheat sheets, Patreon leagues with prizes, and Banksy's Captains exclusive from round four. Head to our website and click the link or head directly to www.patreon.com slash basketballblokes. And as soon as we're talking about the game where the big banger banes played in, we'll probably uh, mention our banger 12% discount we're applying to any annual Patreon sign-ups. So that's it for new or existing uh, Patreon members. You can sign up and if you want to do an annual um, sign-up instead of the monthly um, payment, it will set you up with a 12% discount based on whichever um, package you choose there. So uh, 
yeah, jump onto the website www.basketballbikes.com and uh, check it out. Probably get into the Blitz, Banksy. Let's do it. On the night out, the I Might See You There Later blokes. So the blokes that did not rock up. Who were we missing tonight? Well, I think we almost had a clean bill of health for Brisbane. Um, everyone was there that's on the roster, I think. Um, the only one there was the DP Johns, who's recently signed, that didn't actually play that night and tonight. But um, apart from that, I think everyone was on the bench, um, ready to go. Uh, but for Cairns, we actually had a fair few important, what I would call important pieces missing. Um, once again, Wardenberg didn't play. Um, starting to get a little bit of worried now because we haven't seen him at all in any sort of action. There's no word on the street what's going on. There's nothing on Twitter. Not too sure what's going on because he was one we've probably been a little bit hyped about, yeah, but maybe you need to look elsewhere if you're looking for those 250 or 300k cheapies. Maybe Warden, the Wardenberger with the lot isn't all the be-all and end-all that you can uh, sit on your bench there um, to free up some cash or some premiums, etc. Um the other one that sat out tonight was Pinder, and also Majuk Deng was the other one, um, another big from Cairns that didn't sit, didn't hasn't played either of the two games that they've played so far. A little bit of a worry there, um, and we'll probably talk about that maybe a bit more later. And the other one, Latmayan, um, also hasn't been playing either. Um, so a little bit of question mark around those bigs for Cairns, which meant that they were quite undersized. I think they were mostly playing with Davey their DP. Yeah, as a, I think that he was there, he was playing as their you know circa five <laughs> player, uh, and look, I think he's even shorter than uh, he looks shorter than Qual when he's on the court. I saw a couple of clips there where he he looks shorter than Bull Qual. So, a little bit of an interesting one. And speaking of that man, um, you want to introduce the next part? Yeah, the bloke who mixes his drinks. I know you uh, like the look of him tonight. The player who filled up a heap of different stat lines. That's that's right, mate. I wanted to chat about Bull Qual because he was kind of the everywhere man tonight. As I mentioned, he was probably the tallest player on the court for Cairns at times, and he kind of almost played that quasi 3-4 role a fair bit. Um, got a few boards, five boards, 21 points in the end. He finished with in just under 30 minutes for 35 fantasy points. Also had a couple of assists and a couple of blocks. So there you are. He was playing down low a, few, a fair bit and got a couple of those blocks in. So, um, yeah, filled up the stat categories everywhere, which we like to see on uh, the in fantasy, as you know. Um, and we know he was getting big so, yeah. last season, particularly in the back half of the season. So that looks to be no different this season so far. But um, interesting. No, coaches, I think he's a bit of the coach's pet up there. So um, yep. and we know he can hit can the rely on him for minutes, for points. But it's nice to see he's got a, a game where he can hit the other stats as well. So he's a seven hundred and twenty-three thousand dollar SF in the fantasy game. Move on. Next, we'll go with one I do want to talk about, and I'm sure most fantasy coaches will want to talk about, the over-28s bloke, which wouldn't just be us, Sporty, but um, discussing an older player. That would be the 35-year-old Aaron Baines. What do we take from his game tonight? That's it. That's it. We'd be the over-38s blokes now, pretty much. Um 
So, Bainesy, 27 fantasy points tonight, so a little bit lower, I think, um, but in 21 minutes. So, bumping up that those minutes just nicely, which I think is actually a good sign, even though he might have oh, the production. 100%. Um, the other key thing tonight, as I mentioned, he, they played, Cairns played small ball from the day dot, um, and Baines didn't really look to take advantage of it. I think it might have been a bit of a ploy or a bit of a... That was, I think they were just sort of trying something different, um, Brisbane, because they because um, they could because they knew they weren't going to get killed by the small ball lineup. Um, cans down low, I reckon. So Baines was kind of just sitting out on the three point line a lot of the time. Um, no, I can't remember exactly how many he took in the end, threes wise, but um, he um, four shots, zero. Yeah, zero he was definitely four. he. Pardon me, zero from four. From three. Zero from four, there you go. Um, and he was one from eight overall, field goals wise. So he was kind of a little bit uh, not on tonight. Um, so, yeah, I think- didn't take advantage of it. But as I said, I think the best part was the minutes. Um, had, had the nine rebounds as well, so um, but only two points tonight. And he was out there late as well. So that's all I wanted to see was the minutes climb. Um, if he's gone from 13 to 21 minutes, I mean, that that gives me confidence leading into round one that we're going to see potentially closer to 30 minutes a game. And I think that's all we're going to need from Baines at his price point. Um, but slight concern. I mean, I don't read too much in it at this point. He was only, I think, on 10 fantasy points at the end of the third. Played some bulk minutes in that last quarter, which I thought he would have been rested in that last quarter. I think he played maybe seven minutes and only only went off with maybe three minutes remaining there. Um, but that's when he did a... He, he, Added the stats a little bit. I think got an assist and a few more rebounds towards the end of that um, that time in the last quarter. So yeah, not not great from a fantasy perspective with the points, but I just gives me confidence with selection that if he's going to be up to twenty one minutes in his second game back, well that gives me confidence. We're going to get the minutes for what we're going to get um, from fantasy production in round one from him. Um, yeah, let's see if he ramps it up the minutes up in that in their last game in the blitz as well and see. Uh, what happens from there? Let's move on. The Let's roll with the sorry, mate. I will get the next shout, bloke. Discuss someone cheap for me, body. Yeah, now this guy kind of pricked our attention tonight became, and made us look up his score from the Kansas last game because he is cheap. Uh, and that's the DP I mentioned before, Davey, Josh Davey. Um, he's actually small forward eligible in the fantasy game, 250K. And tonight he had 33 fantasy points, and that was on 10 points and eight rebounds, two assists and one block. So he's kind of filling up the stats everywhere. Um, he actually had 20 before you jump to conclusions about one game because they had, the, they had Pinder out and Deck Downing out, etc. He had 24 fantasy points in the last game as well, and that was with Pinder playing some decent minutes too. So... Um, he's one to watch if the if the bigs are still continuing to sit out for Cairns. I'm not too sure what the story was, what Pinder was tonight. Like I mentioned before, maybe they're just resting him. Don't want to put too many Ks into his legs because he obviously has been playing with the Boomers. Um, he's playing NBL 1, I think, before that as well. So um, maybe uh, they just want to keep him fresh. Um, and Deng and Wardenberg are the ones we're worried about, as we mentioned before. But, um, yeah, David, definitely the one to watch because I think I saw on the uh, the interviews with Santa, uh, Liam Santa Maria that um, Adam Ford calls him Pac-Man. I think he was a bit of a money ball signing, um, Liam was saying, because basically, apparently, this is how it went, um, Adam Ford, he, uh, thought that he needed some offensive rebounders. 
uh, in the squad. He thought the squad was missing them, so that stat particularly. So he actually literally just um, filtered the NBL one nationwide stats for the yeah, most, right. uh, the highest offensive rebounder in the comp for the for, out of all the comps: the West, the South, the East, the North, and Central. Um, and Davey was a man, so I think he was playing over in the West. Um, that's from memory. Um, he also had a bit of a, a crack at the uh, DP positions in Tassie, and I think there was one more as well. I can't remember who it was. but um, So he's obviously kind of been around a little bit, and the teams know him, but he's that sort of hustle man, pack man, I think he's calling him. So hustle player, so I like it. Well, seven boards and eight boards in those two games respectively, and a yep. couple more boards tonight, and he would have had a... A nice double double there it. as well. So that would have he's a big solid lad. He's got big broad shoulders, so he's he's quite good at the box outs, etc. So I see him doing that. If he's if he, another one, if he's getting production, I mean, sorry, if he gets minutes, he's going to get production for us um, in some stats categories. So he might not get thirty three every game, but you know, he might pop up consistently for fifteen to twenty. Who knows? Yep. And obviously a little bit of a flag with um, Madrock Dang out, but um, definitely one yep. to watch because there's not a lot of standout 250Kers or 300Kers as it stands. Yep, a bit tough this season. Yep. Let's move on to the next one. This is the one I really like talking about, the imports menu. Um, so let's discuss a few of the imports we haven't touched on so far. Let's start with the cans, guys. Yep. Yep, sounds good. So Hogg came out. DJ Hogg played his first game that I'd seen tonight, and he looked real good. He came out and he hit, I think, four threes or three threes in the first seven minutes. Um, he just came out on fire, as did Cairns. Slowed down a little bit from there. Ended up the game with 39 fantasy points in 23 minutes. So um, quite pretty good production over 23 minutes. He had 15 points. They were all threes. Um, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, and two blocks. So he's certainly filling up the stats everywhere. He actually he was probably the tallest bloke on there uh, on the court a lot of the time as well. I think he I think he's two hundred seven. So what's that six eight something like that. Um, so he's not short, um, but he kind of plays more. He's you know, as you can tell by the three point shots. He, I don't think he took a two pointer or not either. Um, so he's kind of maybe a one, bit one-dimensional, but I like that he was getting the rebounds and the assists and et cetera. Five from 13 so, um, from three, and you're right, 13 three-point attempts, not one two-point uh, mm-hmm. attempt on the night. That's it. So I'm um, a bit of a worry with that, but yeah, 39 fantasy points, you can't deny that. And obviously he's got a nice stroke on him. So if he can continue that form into the season, and we know that Cairns lineup, there is, they've got a few guys that are slashes and can get the ball out. And the next person we'll talk about. Um, so we'll be interesting to see how we go. Um, the other one we talked about tonight, and it kind, he kind of um, pricked my interest as well tonight, I guess, is Scott. For uh, Cairns, he had 37 fantasy points, which was nine points, six rebounds, two assists, and four steals in just under 27 minutes. Very active on the steals. Um, probably almost had a couple of extra ones as well. So he could be a little bit of a sneaky one there. Um, he's sort of flying under the radar a little bit. No one's really liked that signing. Um, he's their point guard. Um, looks like he can do a little bit. He can score a little bit by the, by the looks of it as well. Look, he's not the biggest name, and I don't think he's going to set the world on fire, but he could have some juicy games in there depending on uh, uh, minutes and production, I guess. So one to keep an eye he's, on there. And you wanted to mention one from Brisbane. I was just going to say, he's probably not going to get those stills every night, but that being said, um, yep. he went none from five from deep as well. So he's likely going to hit some of those in the season proper. So... 
little bit of upside there as well. Um, as we know, Cairns don't have the greatest schedule. So in all reality, unless there's some real value um, positions that get minutes come round one, we're probably not going to be looking at them too much, particularly their imports because of the schedule. Brisbane, obviously, a little bit more relevant. Um, one that I know we've both had our eyes on is Tyler Johnson, TJ. Um, looking at Brisbane's fantasy box score there there wasn't any huge scores um i did like tyler johnson he was second most of brisbane with 33 fantasy points had the 10 points had seven rebounds which i did like to see um that was a standout for me three assists and the one steal so um didn't see so much of the offensive game from him tonight with just the 10 points but i like that he's still managed to bump up his score there in the 30s because of the rebounds through size, which was good. Um, only took the eight shot attempts, which we I believe we saw quite a bit more of in the first game for Brisbane in the Blitz. Um, didn't see him get to the free throw line as much either because, as we know, for a lot of the game, it was a bit of a three-point shootout. Wasn't as much attacking the rim as we saw from him in the first game. But still, still one of the watch lists. Probably hasn't put me either way from that performance, um, but I want to see more. Yep, I like it. Probably um, another one, Dad, because it was such a three-for-all, both teams put up so many three-point attempts. There was rebounds galore. If you have a look at the rebound numbers, they're pretty decent across the both teams. So maybe take the rebound numbers on both sides with a bit of a grain of salt, but that's okay. Um, what else have we got? Well, let's move to the big one, and the one we always finish with is who was top shelf tonight, the BOG for the night? We're going to go with a bit of a different one here. He's not the top-scoring fantasy player, but we took his price into calculation for this one, and who you can you can do the honours, oh, thanks. Big, who we got? Big Harry Froling. Um, points per minute is the reason for this selection. 34 fantasy points in just under 12 minutes played. Um, 11 points, 8 boards, 2 assists and a steal. So he almost pulled down a big double-double in literally 12 minutes of gameplay, which is impressive. Um, and as we know, he's been doing this in the other preseason games as well, where he's just coming on and for the minutes he's, being, he's playing, he's being very, very productive across the board. Um, and that's what we want. And we like his price, don't we? He's 475k when we don't have the confidence in these 300kers or 250kers. This is maybe what we're going to be having to look at um, to fill out our bench spot. Someone who can produce, who will get minutes. And at 475k, I think at the moment, Harry Froling's probably standing out right now as one of the best cash cows that I can see from what we've seen so far. I think the only slight flag there is the minutes. Um, now, I didn't see the entirety of the game. I saw a fair chunk, but to me, um, correct me if I'm wrong, he doesn't seem to be getting any minutes at the four, and he seems to, in this game anyway, only sort of getting the minutes when Baines was off the court. Um, so a little bit of a flag with minutes there. We know we were talking about it last game with Brisbane, how they're going to juggle those minutes across the bigs at the four and the five. Baines playing 21 minutes tonight meant Froling dropped down to 13 minutes. Um, Gak had 16 minutes. Um, Mitchell had 24 minutes. So maybe it was just match-up dependent tonight yeah. because Cairns were playing small ball. Yeah, I don't know. It was a bit different. Like, I know in the previous game, Gak probably played more when Baines was off. Those two were subbing each other. Tonight, it was a little bit all over the place, a little bit. Um, 
but I, yeah, I, I, now that you've sort of highlighted that point, I think that is a good point. Um, one definitely to watch because that is a little bit of a red flag, as you mentioned. Twelve minutes is not probably not quite enough to get it done in most games. Um, but bearing in mind tonight, he played that small ball cans lineup where he could put, almost bully him a little bit, um, throw his weight around a little bit. Um, as H did tonight, knocked a few Cairns guys down in the um, key and everything as well. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe, um, look, hopefully that's not um, just a one-off. Um, hopefully we see a bit more from H because we know he's put up big scores before. I think even, I think I looked it up the other night, he might even had a 70 or a 60 or something last year in one of those games where he had eight threes or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, he was on fire. Um, and I guess for context as well, yeah. Boydie, um rolling last game when Brisbane played, against the Breakers, um, 17 minutes he played, still very productive with 26 fantasy points. So, yep. I mean, at, another at, one where a little bit price, I think we'd be fine with that. Yep. Don't mind it, but I, and New Zealand might be one of those teams. Benny and I talked about it in an earlier um, nightcap today. They might be one of those teams you, you're a little bit wary about when they're playing playing against bigs. Um Big seem to be putting up scores, and tonight it was Fran, uh, from Sam Froling, funnily enough. Um, so just maybe one to keep a bit of an eye on there. Um, but, yep, no doubt we're, we're giving him the bog for tonight. That He was top shelf tonight, 34 points. at his price rate if 475K is elite. So keep your eyes on H Froling for the last game, I would think. Um, I think that pretty much wraps us up. Banksy, unless you've got anything, I might wrap it up. That's it. Let's do it. Beautiful. All right. As always, we are on Twitter at Beeble underscore blokes, on Facebook, Basketball Blokes, and also www.basketballblokes.com. Checking out the rolling rosters. We've got the game logs. We've got all the live scores, fantasy scores for these Blitz games. So check it out. Uh, Until tomorrow night, see you later. G'day there. It's Zach, also known as the Fez, coach of the Fez Monkeys i got to say, the best part of being a Patreon supporter is the ever-so-helpful Basketball Blokes community. Whether it be team advice, injury news, or Boydie's gifts, the Discord chat has it covered. Also, quite handy for those pesky last-minute play withdrawals. Hey guys, Denim Melrose here, coach of OK Then. And my favourite part about being a Patreon with the Basketball Blokes is all the data and stats they send through. It's worth far more than they charge, and it couldn't be more handy. Hi everybody, my name's Ruby and I'm the coach of the McVeighland Times. My favourite thing about being a Patreon supporter is the pre-season cheat sheet and knowing that I'm going to get my team off to the best start and the Discord chat uh, where everyone helps me see sense after I get a little trade wild. Hey, I'm Watto and I'm the coach of the Coogee Hornets. If you want to get all the stats, have some great banner with all those like-minded fantasy individuals, make sure you get on board with the basketball blokes and become a Patreon.